0: Hello, movie friends welcome to there will be movie reviews i am your host ryan holmes and today with me on the podcast i have once again zach Pasquino. zach Hi, ryan. yeah, it is a very exciting uh episode today it's so great to have you back guys I'm, I'm sorry i uh missed last week's i was uh on i had a little vacation so but i'm back this week and i'm uh, ready to discuss uh, two uh, horror movies. Zach recommended uh, these movies to me and I hadn't, I hadn't seen either. And I was like, you know, I, I don't watch too many horror movies, so I'll watch, uh, check these two out. And boy, was I surprised that so many questions, so many things to be explained and, and so many great thoughts that came out of the watching those two films. So I am uh, excited to watch these or talk about these movies.
1: Yeah, I'm excited to talk about them too. These are some of my favorite movies, and they're certainly, they're definitely some interesting ones. Yes, as horror goes. Yes. So, what two movies will we be talking about today, Zach? So today we will be talking about uh, two directors' masterpieces, as considered by many. The first one is John Carpenter's The Thing. I believe it was from 1983, and it's 82. about. 82 82 and it's about a team of researchers in the antarctic who come across a strange alien being in the remains of a different facility that can take on the form of any one of the the researchers and things get incredibly bloody and horrific and tense the second movie is from 1977 and it is an Italian movie called Suspiria, directed by Dario Argento. It's about an American student who goes to a German dance academy, and she believes that her headmistresses are actually witches.
0: Intense. And Crazy. Really <laughs> intense,
1: bloody movies. But Yes. They are.
0: Yeah, they are both two great incredible horror films and so yeah let's get uh into it but Bef- oh, before we uh start the, the discussion i have the movie news so let's begin all right so first on the movie news uh i'm sure everyone's heard about this but scarlett johansson has a uh, sued disney for not uh getting any money for the rental fees on disney plus for her new film black widow so she was compensated for uh for the film that it when it went into theaters but because of covid it doesn't it didn't make that much money obviously so it makes sense to give her uh, a portion of the sales that come through the disney plus uh rental uh rental part of disney plus of black widow but she's suing
1: them now what do you think of that uh i think the money doesn't really matter i think that like to the average to everyone who's seeing it whoever gets the money doesn't really affect us it's kind of inconsequential but in terms of like movie news in the movie world I'd say it's a pretty symbolic thing because for so long uh actors haven't been compensated by studios especially you know uh, actresses as well like that mainly actresses of course we had that whole thing with all the money in the world, yeah, Mark They're Wahlberg shooting and... that because of good old Kevin Spacey, and they paid Marky Mark so much money, but then, you know, uh, Michelle, Williams was, Michelle Williams was yeah did she... not yeah at all. So for ScarJo to do this, I'd say is definitely, definitely something symbolic. But mm-hmm. fifty million ten dollars, I don't really care about the money because the money's not going in my pocket. I don't, I don't really care. <sighs> yeah it's not going to you know the floodings in germany or whatever but hey yeah i guess fuck disney right <laughs> yeah yeah disney well disney wasn't
0: the greatest guy he's a nazi supporter so I mean, he's dead now <laughs> yeah. yeah he's, just yeah, he's head frozen head. so is he yeah yeah he is that's good he's kind of creepy yeah but uh yeah So next on the movie news, Brendan Fraser is cast in Scorsese's new film, killer on flower moon. Hey, Brendan Fraser. He's back. He's He's back back? baby. Well, he was like, he kind of took a sabbatical, you know, he was, he was out of the spotlight for a while. He wasn't doing any work. He was, he hasn't been in any, in any big uh, films, you know, obviously the mum, the mummy he was in and, uh, what else? And, uh, trying to think oh journey to the center of the earth and Inchart. huh in yeah Incart, and and bedazzled
1: with the uh, what's her name elizabeth, elizabeth early early yeah, yeah. well he's yeah. been doing a lot lately i mean i i think what was oh god what was his major resurgences um he was in two tv shows he doom was in patrol. trust and doom patrol and i re- he made me cry in doom patrol from what i watched of it I don't know oh, really? if you saw it, but he's really good. And I know he's coming up to do, be, he's starring in Darren Aronofsky's next movie, The Whale. Mm. And he was in No Sudden Move, which I also think he was quite good in. He's, he's been in a lot lately. Like lately mm. he's been coming back hard. His resurgence probably started a year ago, year or two ago. But for him to be Martin Scorsese's new movie, I did not know that. Because yeah. I thought they are already in filming. I know that they switch the roles of Jesse Plemons and DiCaprio and Jesse Plemons is now the lead but yeah. do we know the nature of Brendan Fraser's role I no I'm not quite sure like or what do you mean by
0: that like how yeah. how big is it
1: or how how big who he is in relation to the characters because I know I'm the part of the movie sure, yeah. is something kind of like a dastardly sort of plot with the beginning of the FBI and over their heads and a lot of killing, a lot of killing over oil, which is exciting. I mean, I hope Robert De Niro is good in it. I hope he's not so squinty and doing the thing with the lips. You know, you got, yeah, I hope he's good in it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, I, I love De Niro. He'll be good. I'm sure he recently does the, he's just like, Hey fucker. Hey, Hey, uh, call security I get my eye on you yeah like that all that sort of stuff but yeah um next i wanted to talk to you about the suicide squad did you go and see it i, I saw it I how'd did. you like
1: it how'd you like it or how I, did you like it what do you th- what do you what did you think i enjoyed it uh i i really enjoyed it i yeah. james gunn sometimes like with his movies i, I can be on and off about but he reminds me of tarantino and that he's a director who does multiple things well that tarantino does his violence and he does his scripts and i think that james gunn has his violence and then he has his heart in the movies and uh some of the violence was a lot for me especially in the opening act which uh, i don't know <laughs> if i can talk about just the opening scene is a lot but yeah. uh the the heart of the main characters in the movie that was really what I was there for and I thought the performances were fantastic and one thing I also want to say about I don't know how to spoil it so much but I found that the villain was very scary very disturbing very horrific and in so many superhero movies the the villain doesn't feel like a threat but The villain of that movie, I thought, was so well paced in revealing it and not revealing it and scared the shit out of me. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. I thought the acting was great. I mean, I love Idris Elba. He was one of the leads on my favorite show, The Wire, and Idris Elba's great. Uh, John Cena, great. Margot Robbie, flawless as always. David Dasmalchian, surprisingly subtle, but really great. And his as King Shark was, was awesome. Yeah. You- and, yeah
0: it was, it was pretty good i enjoyed it a lot too i was i um because it, 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 it's a different sort of thing i haven't seen deadpool yet surprisingly so this is kind of the first one of those rated r like right in your face uh um superhero films and i, I enjoyed it a lot but the f- thing that i think got it to me was just the amount of the amount of satire with this film and the first suicide squad didn't uh, do that enough I felt I felt that the whole idea of the suicide squad is that they are um, kind of they're the opposite of what the role model superhero should be of the justice League they are the opposite so there's cool superheroes like superman and batman then you have freaking polka dot man and that's what kind of the suicide squad's supposed to be they're just a downgraded version that's just not nearly as good not nearly as qualified not nearly as skilled and, and not nearly as and they're um you know their morals and intentions aren't nearly as uh, safe and healthy as the Justice League, and that's what I loved about this one is because the characters actually felt like they are ridiculous. They're meant to be ridiculous. They're re- meant to be laughed at a lot of the time, but also meant to be uh, meant to meant to feel for and meant to understand uh, the characters. And that's James Gunn does, it, as you said, he has a lot of heart. So that's why I really. Uh,
1: like this film, because it it just it played on that satirical idea of uh, their characters. Yeah, it definitely humanized them. And one of my favorite parts of the movie, and I think a lot of people's favorite parts of the movie is just the scenes of the characters having fun. And I like that for a superhero movie, it wasn't it it didn't entirely move from one objective to another and that it took its time and just just having the characters have fun. And get to know each other. And I realized when I was listing listing off the characters that there was one character I missed, who was actually maybe my favorite character to see, and that was Ratcatcher two. And I just thought, for all the backstories of the characters, I'm like, oh, he killed twenty seven children. We uh, Ratcatcher two wasn't that evil, and he was just sweet and surprisingly powerful in a way that I won't say. But I just really enjoyed seeing all of the characters on screen. I thought the chemistry was fantastic. Mm-hmm. I just really loved it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And of yes. course, then we, we're going to see more of John Cena as well. Yes,
0: this is a peacemaker.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was it was a it was a solid film. It was nothing
0: oh. I yeah, it was a lot of it was just a lot of fun. Yeah, and James yeah. Gunn is really good at that. Yeah. Uh, last on the movie news, Venom Let There Be Carnage has been delayed again to i think it was sometime, oh no yeah october i'm trying to think october 22nd uh, 22nd yeah 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 mm-hmm. i i'm excited to see that film because andy circus is directing and i'm curious to see um i mean yeah. he, he directed Mowgli uh netflix film and it's just about it's like kind of about the backstory of uh, the jungle book and uh the character of Mowgli obviously but yeah uh yeah. Are you
1: do you want to go see Venom to be Carnage? No, I don't really care, to be honest. But yeah, uh Woody Harrelson with Ginger Hair kind of threw it off for me. Uh Woody Harrelson, you know, can be great. But I didn't know Andy Circus was directing, and that actually interests me. Mm-hmm. Every time I see a CGI character in a movie, I just wait for the credits to roll and then it says bleed by Andy Circus. And yeah. I fucking shoot myself every time I see that. <laughs> I'd have a lot of bullet holes in me. Yeah, uh, but yeah no I, if Andy Circus is directing maybe it'll be interesting because that guy he he does good stuff at least performance wise but you know yeah. that, that doesn't always equate to good directing
0: yeah that's true yeah I'm trying to think if Tom Hanks directed uh he directed Larry Crown I think it's called that wasn't the greatest movie
1: never even heard of that exactly
0: yeah
1: well I one thing though that's kind of making the connection in my mind is that andy circus has been such an amazing cgi performer for years and years and years and big surprise when the design for carnage is released everyone's like oh he nailed it wow perfect design uh probably because andy circus was behind it you know yeah,
0: yeah obviously. You know
1: stuff. yeah all right
0: let's begin the discussion of the thing directed by john carpenter written by john w campbell jr and bill lancaster Stars the great, beautiful haired Kurt Russell, man I'm jealous of him in that film. It's yeah, and Wilfred Brimley, Keith David, Richard Mazer, T.K. Carter, David and David Clement. There is a big cast, or it's a big ensemble of a uh for a film, and each character is very important. And and uh, for this movie though too, it's not like this big, um there's got to be at least maybe 13, 15 characters and each have, yeah, they're yeah. important, important and uh, uh, in the film and very useful, but yeah. Um, this film, our research team in Antarctica is hunted by a shape-shifting alien that assumes the appearance of its victims. So uh, yeah, it, it, it's, it's pretty cool. It's a pretty neat film. I, I love the concept so much of this movie, you know, Um you know, that's kind of the big thing that set it for me when I started watching this, because <clears throat> this film has so many different uh, options of looking at it. I love the idea of trying to figure out who I thought was the monster the entire time I was thinking, OK, I know it's him. And, and John Carpenter is a brilliant director for this film because he is he's so good at throwing the audience off and he threw me off for sure. I there were so many characters I was. Set to I knew 100% sure were um, the alien or the, the shapeshifter. They weren't. <laughs> yeah. And obviously, spoiler alert, at the end, I would assume that every. Ah, it's hard to say. L- let's see. What do you think happened? or At like, the end of the thing, or what do I think in the movie? Yeah. Let's
1: see what you thought of the movie. I don't want to. Okay. This is one of my favorite horror movies. And I'd say it's probably my most rewatchable horror movie. Mm mm-hmm. I've watched it with everyone. I've watched it with my family. I've watched it with my friends. I've, I've watched it on a date. Uh, it's, it's great. It's amazing. What I love about it is that it has all the aspects of horror, but it's also just a really great movie. You can assume that as you hear it, shape-shifting alien, characters get whittled down and you'd be right. But even though some characters get picked off fairly quickly, there's no weak acting performance. Yeah, And it's a very nuanced performance. You don't have anyone shrieking or freaking out. Everyone is incredibly rational in that movie. And it's very realistic in its performances. The setting is tense. It's beautiful. It gives me 12 angry men, but with deep body horror twists. Yeah, yes. And even though it has all these realistic aspects, the horror of the movie is second to none in my opinion with its design Mm -hmm. uh if you ever watch this movie listener uh you you will probably find your stomach turned a little the movie since it was from the 80s had no digital effects and it was all practical they use real blood animal blood and these prosthetics and everything is mechanically designed and it is a masterpiece of something cosmic horror and really incomprehensible that only on like second or third viewings you can really get a look at what they're doing and think, oh my god, that's fucking horrible. And it yeah. never has a weak moment. Like never. Yeah. Uh, even even the ending. And I know you want to talk about the ending. So talk about that later.
0: We'll talk about it at the at the end of the discussion more. So because it it's a it is I uh, one of the most like, yeah, yeah. controversial things uh, of the film, I felt just because, yeah, but we'll, we'll get into it then. But yeah. I was just gonna say, I was, ag- I was thinking, agreeing with you. It, it, I, when I was watching this film, it's very uh, similar to Alien, I felt, um, mm-hmm. uh, Ridley Scott's uh, 1979 film, it, because it's you know, that whole idea of uh, cabin fever and just isolation away from. Everyone and you could. There's no argument there that oh they just can run away. No, <laughs> you cannot run away in Antarctica. You know it is friggin minus forty in, out there, and it is just yeah. It, it's it's a place where you are in complete isolation, and you can go crazy. And this is something that can make you go crazy. And I I agreed with the idea of the the reactions too. You you mentioned kind of of uh, all the solid performances, no shrieking when they find out about the alien they don't have and and notice it It, it's not like oh god there's an alien the first uh thing they do is try and figure out what this is how to get rid of it and what we need to do about it and and figuring out how to solve this problem that is within their facility and that they get right they get they get straight to the point and, and they obviously um no, understand. They um from the what's I forget the character's name, the uh the surgeon or the the doctor in the Blair film. Blair, yeah. They understand, they he explains what this creature is and um and they get right into it and in trying to figure out and trying to get rid of this monster within their group. And it is it just gets more and more intense. But uh yeah. How did you like uh Kurt Russell's character?
1: Kurt Reedy, yeah. Great. I, again i love how this movie has so many aspects of like a cabin fever drama body horror and then kurt russell in the lead as basically an action hero in the whole thing yeah <laughs> uh, i don't i didn't find find that he chewed up the scenery i thought the other performance was were great especially keith david as well Yeah, but yeah kurt russell with as you said like perfect like brown locks and the big bushy beard that gets more and more frozen as the movie goes on <laughs> and yeah. always ready with the flamethrower and always with a plan again that's something i love about the movie is all the characters are very realistic and practical yeah almost maybe not even kurt russell because kurt russell his character is just so on it all the time yeah i'd be i'd be crying in a corner honestly
0: and I know he awful. is.
1: Yeah, he is. He, and he's
0: also violent about it, too. He is doing whatever it takes to s- solve this problem, whereas, you know, it, most heroes, you know, they're, they're liked by everybody. But you could, you know, uh, Kurt Russell's character is not liked by a lot of people and he tries to lead them. And obviously it's people uh, within the group are not don't like that because he's but they kind of have to go with it because if they don't they look bad and it's just it's so chaotic and toxic after this film we're within the film too because each character is just if they say one thing weirdly they could get they could be assumed that they're the monster you know if they uh accidentally if they yeah if they're for example if they have a position where they're near the blood and and obviously the blood it had all been taken out and drained and those characters that have the keys or are uh to the to the refrigerator with all the blood you are assumed that you're the killer and that's and, and it's just it's so chaotic and it's a cycle that you just don't know who is who and you don't
1: and yeah. you just can you can't it just Goes to show you can't really trust anyone. And And it's a mystery. It's quite a mystery. And something as well that if you consider looking back at the movie, there is no one who done it. Who it is could change. And the creature, as you can see, if you watch the movie, can split off. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I wonder with the movie that they didn't go the extra mile, that even just if you touched the, the the creature, if you touched the thing it could kill you and assimilate you with just one like drop mm-hmm. and that's very scary but the, the movie takes that and maybe could make it more subtle but instead it goes twisted with tentacles and green ooze and things that you don't even know where they're oh, from
0: it takes on so many different shapes so many yeah the the visual effects in the uh or pros- er, the yeah, I guess yeah, visual effects or practical effects yeah. of this film It's just it's it's so uh, it's terrifying, you know. Yeah. I was it's it is very hard to look at some. Obviously, it's you know, people argue that it hasn't aged the greatest, but it's more just like it's just really cool and, and crazy to look at. I felt it's 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 the they did just such a great job with the art direction for these characters and creatures. I think.
1: Yeah, I I mean, I've never heard that in Asia. I think it's great. I prefer it to Alien, which may be a hot take, but I I prefer it to Alien a lot more. Mm -hmm. It focuses more on the performances and ties everything together well. But this was your first time viewing it. So overall, what did you expect and did it meet that? Were you, what you i what i expected was it
0: to be more of a typical horror film and when i say that i mean i thought you would see the monster more often and you would see and it wouldn't have this ma- relate to this many characters i just thought kurt russell and all the side characters that don't really talk but they just get killed don't yeah don't talk that much but get killed off mm-hmm. um very quickly, and then it's just Kurt Russell fighting it by mm-hmm. itself, like kind of like Ridley, or kind of like Rip, Ellen Ripley from Alien. I thought uh, yeah. she was just going to be the last surviving character to uh, finish everybody off. But for the most part, it's each character. Yeah, each character plays a vital role and, or, and a vital position in the uh, in the movie, and that's what I loved about it so much. I also, as you're saying, as I was saying before i didn't see the um y- you don't see the monster as much and i love that i love that so much in movies i love that in jaws i love how in jaws you barely ever see the shark i think that's genius i think once the, it's a suspense of what is it, this character what is he going to look like what is he going to look like in the elephant man even even though you've seen it you it, it takes maybe i don't know like half an hour until you finally see the character yeah. uh of uh john merrick and then you it, it's suspenseful and it's scary and Absolutely. there's uh i'm sure there's other movies but i'm i i can not think of them right now but this is a yeah but i love that in the thing and i love that it does that to us and and just keeps us in suspense the entire time and mm-hmm. i do i also love the setting too that oh, was god that was yeah. one of my favorite uh parts of the film it makes you at times it makes me, at the beginning, I thought, okay, that'd be kind of cool. You know, you're just like, it seems like they're just hanging out, like with a bunch a bunch of the guys, you know, just chilling and they're, you know, they have a pool table, a bar and they just, yeah, they're, it's good to be isolated at some point, but as we know now, it's not always the best to be isolated for uh, long periods of time uh, with COVID. And then, for example, in the film too, you know, after a while yeah. you go, you go crazy, you know?
1: Yeah. And the characters go crazy, but not so crazy that it's uh, unrealistic. I, I love it. The mm-hmm. setting, I thought, is great. And especially, at, I don't know, as Canadians, we've kind of felt like that yes. sometimes. Yeah. So, yeah, what a movie. Start to finish. Start to finish fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, changes the vibe. So many different little genre moments in there. Oh, God. Scary. Mm-hmm. Kind of funny, action, everything.
0: Yeah, and you've yeah, I I love how yeah I I love the ending too, but I also love how characters that John Carpenter like he'll have them at the beginning of the movie. For example, at the the one of the last scenes where they are uh, testing the blood and they're like uh, heating it up and putting it in um mm-hmm.
1: I don't know, yeah in the little trays yeah.
0: um... and. There's the one character I completely forgot about was in the movie. I remember seeing him at the beginning, and it's the guy with the hat. He's the he's the war vet. I think he's like the Vietnam vet. I'm not sure oh, if he Clark was Clark yeah. dogs. No, 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 not Clark. It was um not Clark. It was I think his name was Norwegian. Oh no, no, not Norwegian. Um, I'm looking at the cast right now.
1: Windows,
0: Gary. He- he had the hat on, and he had like a he had a the the, curls. Yes.
1: Yeah. Oh, I yeah, well, yeah, I know who you're talking about that scene. Yeah. Yeah. See, it's yeah. it's such a large cast that I'm sorry we're going through i and being like, mm, is it this guy? No, it's not this guy. And yeah, the guy was kind of an asshole. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, the other guy. Yeah. And you forget he's in the movie because he's quiet and he doesn't say much. And then, <sighs> yeah. And I just had no idea. Yeah. But yeah. You know, this, in the whole movie, that, that whole scene, dead silent, going through it, going through it, close ups on the characters faces, sighs of relief. And then. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. And oh, there's some crazy stuff. Even the hand chomp when he's uh, when he's um, giving him CPR. Uh, oh, and God. then all of a sudden, the, just his stomach opens up, clamps his hands. It's crazy. That that scared the crap out of me. That that really scared me. And that
1: move again, like the scenes leading up to it. I remember, like you go. There was the whole middle part with no, with with no sight of it. I think, up up until that moment, you went maybe like twenty minutes, half an hour without seeing it, because there was all the character drama beforehand, and then you reminded, oh yeah, right, this, Hmm." yeah, yeah, what a movie. Yeah, and the ending. Let's talk
0: about that. Ah, uh, yes. How so? Do you think that uh, Childs was? uh <laughs> do you think he was one of the monsters? What do you think he was one of the shapeshifters, or do you think? What do you think?
1: Um, I don't know. It's tough. Uh, <laughs> do we should we say what the evening uh, the moot? Uh, the evening the ending is for context yes uh obviously every character is
0: dead by now or has been yeah and the entire their entire um area where they're living on has been burnt down they uh and just yeah it's incapable for living for kurt russell's character and child's character and the and child's because that yeah it's and now who's left is Kurt Russell and Keith Davis and Keith, Keith David and Keith David before had already, he had left. They saw him run away because they thought they saw, I'm not sure who was it was. Blair. Yeah. They saw, they thought they saw Blair. And, but it was, um, it was not, it, it was, it was a shapeshifter, obviously. And so you could argue that if you look Past in the f- previous parts of the film, when characters leave, that usually like if you see them running away or like the <clears throat> you, like there's shots of characters that like are just alone in a room. You can assume that that's when they get turned into the uh, the creature. So yeah, it's hard to say. Could Childs be a monster, or is he just? Did he thought he just saw Blair? You know, who
1: knows. I uh, I think that Childs was human at the end. I think that it was the two of them and a kind of testament to their paranoia that they're sitting out in the cold waiting for the other to kill them or to freeze over because the issue is that at the end of the movie the entire base is burnt down and the two characters are if they're human they're gonna both die if one of them is the thing it'll freeze and wait for someone to rescue it and when someone comes by in a helicopter to investigate it then it'll assimilate more people and return to civilization. Mm-hmm. So it's a very much lose-lose ending, but even though they've both lost, they can't trust one another fully, in which McCready gives Childs a drink from a bottle. Many people have theorized that in the bottle is not actually alcohol, but gasoline. Because in the uh, previous scene, is blowing shit up with Molotov cocktails. Yeah. So that's a major theory. And then when Childs takes a drink from the bottle, McCready laughs, all credits. Um, I, I don't entirely know if it matters. Maybe because I've seen the movie so many times that I know the endings there. And I'm just like, oh, what a great end to the movie because you don't know. I don't know if I even want to know. Mm. So how do you feel? Because you just saw it.
0: Uh, I felt, well, I thought it was a great ending because it leaves you on suspense again in but i assumed that well, it's hard to say because you, you give a great point i think they could just like you have that paranoia with each other at the, by the uh ending of the film not knowing who is who and just leaving that in suspense who's going to kill who first and but or there's just that idea that they both maybe they both understand that they're not the bat they're not the monster and they're just like well we we can com- we finished you know we're gonna die but the monster dead now you could uh, say that too or childs is actually the monster that's what i thought at the beginning i i thought okay there's no way this guy isn't but he, you'll never we'll never know you know we'll never know that's the thing exactly. so but i think it's just best to maybe not assume I don't know, but like it, it's fun actually. Well, it's fun to assume, but like you just it's you find not knowing. That's what I that's what I mean. I, I'm I'm okay not knowing at this point, yeah. but it was still yeah. And also I, I, I did want to mention one thing that I thought was a little bit of uh foreshadowing at the beginning of the film, and and this is what I just thought. I, I don't know if it's true, but okay. the first scene we see of Kurt Russell is him playing chess. Um, I thought that there's the possibility that he, the computer is a representation of that monster too. You know, he doesn't, he gets killed, but at the same time he's destroying this computer while not being able to play again. That's what I thought. So he's killing it with himself, knowing that he will die too. I assumed that that
1: was maybe a foreshadow. I don't know why. I just thought that well, ab- that was absolutely. a possibility. Yeah. No, it's, it's absolutely symbolic. Yeah. Kurt Russell at the beginning playing automated chess. He thinks he has uh, beat the system, but the system gets him in checkmate. And he says, stupid bitch, and dumps his drink into the computer, breaking it. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. that's totally symbolic because the creature is definitely smarter than Kurt Russell. And then at the end of the movie... He just blows everything up and just chooses to do it. Mm -hmm. But not in a psychotic way, but in a tactical way. Some people think at the end of the movie that Kurt Russell's the thing. It's possible. It it totally is possible, yeah. We Uh, just don't consider it because he's the main character. But yeah, yeah. he could be chilling there too. And then Childs comes back. And Childs is normal (laughs) actually looking for Blair. Because as we know, Blair was not in his cell. He was not in his shelter. Like, Who knows? So yeah. many ways, but it's so fun to just think about the ways, and that's the great thing about the thing, is that so much of it, so much of the true horror goes off off screen, yeah. and we see glimpses that are just as terrifying. But in our minds, is where it's horrific, yeah. and that's why I love the movie. One character that I knew was uh, was the
0: monster for sure was Blair, and because. That one, when uh, McReady, is it McReady or McRady or McReady. McReady. yeah. When he goes to um, his shelter, Dr. Blair's shelter, he opens up the little um, window and he said, and he's um, asking about the monster, I'm pretty sure. And he sees the noose there. Uh, and, but he says, uh, B- Blair says, I can't stay in here anymore. You know, I can come out. It's okay. I promise you, I'm not the monster. And he just says it with such, like, such calmness that just felt too uncomfortable for me. And I was just like, no, do not trust him. Do not <laughs> trust him at all. Do not. Yeah. And then it, Kurt Russell just shuts the thing, and then yeah, he's like, no, <laughs> no, nah. he's like, I, there's no way I'm letting you out now. After just the way he said it, I just felt, and it, it's, it's. Uh, that's why i love the film it was a really good movie like i understand why it is a classic i loved it a lot i was it's probably gonna it's probably one of my favorite horror movies of all time now spoiler alert for top three things Mm. um but yeah i really really enjoyed it a lot it was yeah it was a great film what's your
1: rating out of out of 10 oh out of 10 for the thing yeah i i hate doing 10 I, i don't hate it 10 out of 10s are tough for me because I don't know whether a 10, if you start at 10, and every time there's a flaw in the movie, you take it down from 10. Or that if it's a good movie, you know, it's if it's good, no problem with it, it's like a 7 or an 8. It, but it, for it to be a 10, it's amazing. Yeah, what, What's your system here? How, what do you think? Oh,
0: sorry. I just started doing this for the podcast because I'm reviewing movies, so you got to give it a, a score at least. So I'm thinking, I thought... Because I didn't see any flaws that much with the film, other than there was one flaw for me, was Mm. that I think Childs should have gone up with Blair, up to see Blair at the very end of the film. I don't think they should have left him in there. I think all four of them should have gone together. What what was his job? He was just, I think he was just a lookout. He was just, oh, to make sure if Blair, if he did wasn't there. I think he was there to look and see or
1: look. Or I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. I think it was forget, like, but I thought there was a reason. Everything in the movie was so laid out that I could have swore there was a reason. Cause I never went, Hmm. That's There strange. was, but if I were to do that decision, I was thinking it when I
0: was watching it, that I all four of them, the four last guys, it was, um, it was Gary, McGreedy, uh, Childs and Knowles. Yeah. I think all of them should have gone. I think all of them should have gone up to see Blair. I don't think they should have left anyone behind because what if Blair? The, you have to assume for the worst. What if Blair wasn't there and he had gone back inside and now and he's the monster? So he, in these situations, you would assume that it would be the first thing you assume uh, and have to be thinking in when you're dealing with this, this shape-shifting creature. So all the characters I felt should have gone up just try and find Blair but obviously it left him behind and yeah bad Fair. things happened yeah okay yeah so what would you rate it rate I'd give it and I know I, I don't like giving high reviews because I, it feels like too kiddish to me I don't know why just because you know um I don't know but I I just I
1: it was a great film I'd give it a nine out of ten right yeah. yeah I I have never had any problem with this movie it's one of my favorite all-time movies it is the horror movie that I will watch with any of my friends anyone who has interest in horror movies and they haven't seen many before mm-hmm. I will always do the thing because the thing is different it is fun it is scary but it is accessible because mm-hmm. i love as you or anyone who knows me know i love artsy shit i love kind of weird horror movies that are mm-hmm. stylized which we'll get to in a minute um but yeah this is a movie anyone can watch yeah and to me has very i can't think of a flaw to this movie i rate a 9.5 i'd even rate it a 10 if we're going by lack of flaws but there is everything is perfect about this movie um i with this whole time i've been saying there's never a weak spot maybe the only sometimes the, that moment right before the ending like the third act is a little different than the rest of the movie to me and that kind of disappoints me because my favorite parts are in the middle middle to beginning yeah but just a i think it's a perfect movie everyone i've seen it with they love it they're yeah. always fun to watch it Oh yeah, my mom who doesn't even like violence is like, oh, I'd love to watch the thing again. Like it's yeah. just great. Yeah,
0: it, it is good. It is totally good. Uh, yeah. So, next
1: this, movie? Are you, are you ready to go into the next film? Yeah, I'm. I'm very much ready. If you'd like, right. before we go into it, we can take a quick break because I. Sounds right, good to me. Let's take
0: a, Let's take a quick break. All right, guys. See you in a little bit. All right, guys. Welcome back. We just uh, finished the little water break, um, pee break, also. But we are we are back in business and ready to talk about Suspiria. Mm, uh, Suspiria. I know this is uh, Zach. Yeah, explain why is this your favorite? If I don't know if it is your favorite horror movie, but why do you
1: love this film so much? It's the horror movie that when people ask what's my favorite horror movie, I like to say it because it's my most different one. I love this movie because it scared me more than any other horror movie I've seen. When I got this movie, I rented it on a whim while I was staying in an isolated cabin, and I watched it alone late at night, and it scared the fuck out of me. In fact, I had to. I decided to rewatch it before this podcast, and I had the movie I've got it on disc. Now all bought up for myself and I was putting it on last night and just disc menu came up and scared the shit out of me. So I said, no, I'm not doing this. I want to sleep tonight. And I watched it this morning, right before doing this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and I love this movie for many reasons. I think one thing I love about it is that aspects of other movies that are done well and parts that are weak. Are kind of reversed. I think Suspiria's acting is kind of weak, but everything else is so different. It is if you got bashed over the head with a neon light, it was like the colors in this movie are insane. Everything is lit with deep neon that makes it feel like you're in a nightmare. Mm-hmm. The violence is bloody hyper stylized hyper sexualized and fucking brutal the scenery like the setting is so creepy everything about the movie is super creepy even the plot really bothers me like the plot i didn't expect to be as scary as it was but it was just a lot um i love this movie because it made witches scary to me and it put witches in a light that was just oh my god um yeah so that's why i love suspiria i I love it as a horror movie it's maybe my favorite horror movie uh but i I don't know about that i guess we'll get to that one in top three things yeah but ryan what did you think of suspiria so suspiria for me so i this is i don't watch a lot of
0: um Cause obviously it's dubbed in Italian or from Italian to American, like a lot of it's dubbed, even though there are American Interesting actors.
1: Interesting thing about it. Yeah. Actually it's all the actors spoke different languages. Yeah. That's the so, thing. It was Italian and German. That's what I saw a
0: fact. on yeah, that. Um, And English as well. And like, English. Yeah. Like Western
1: style. Yeah. yeah.
0: And, but cause like, I, I remember seeing it, it looked off to me in this, the first, one of the first scenes where the two murders happen that crazy scene with the two ladies where she's yeah. in her home. Yeah. In apartment, and, yeah. And, uh, cause that dubbed dubbing look, didn't look the greatest. There's like, or I, I was like, or not, I was just like, it seems off. It's like, Oh yeah, it's dubbed. And yeah. then everything else. It was just like, it still seemed a little bit off, just a tiny bit just because yeah. they're doing, but that was fine. I, I, I didn't care about that at all. But for me, it, this is, again, I haven't seen a lot of foreign films. So this was, uh, the first one for me, I felt it was completely different from what I was used to. Nothing was this. These films don't focus on plot nearly as much. And when I say that, I mean, they they focus on so much of the scaring the living shit out of you and how creepy it can, they can make it for you and how how abstract it can, they can make it for you. Um, instead of focusing on whereas the thing is very, very plot driven, completely, I would, I would think. And that's the difference between these two films. And there's two things that, that stood out for me what I love the most. First, the music. I fucking mm. love the music. I love that it's like it's almost like some like goosebumps intro, you know, like the intro to goosebumps, yeah. and it's like dun 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 dun. I I love that. I, I thought that was great. Um, and then I love the scenery, the art direction for this film, the neon, the like the, the red light that was just always overcasting onto the characters was just awesome. I I thought that was so cool. I, I, it was very, it felt very Kubrick to me and that's a director. I, I love watching his films and I I thought he's, he, he works with a lot of one of his colors, one of uh, Kubrick's strong suits and, and uh, very important in, all of his films and i thought this film really showcased that a lot and i was just i was uh, i was a big fan of that and it did zach you're right about it scaring the crap out of me though it, it, it <laughs> this is the first movie, horror movie that i've actually like not just i, I when i went to bed i was just whew, all right i'm going to bed just for don't think of the movie it wasn't that scary but it was pretty scary what was it about it that scared it for you? I think it was the offset. I, I think um the main actor. I forget her. What's her name? Um, the lead character's name. It's tough because there's
1: no real like major big name in this movie. It, it's the it's the girl that that comes from you. Susie banyan is the yeah. character's name. Yeah, Susie banyan So she
0: uh obviously felt off to me. I, I you can just tell each character is off. I maybe it was the uh, there was multiple characters that just felt off to me it's the um the guy at the at the um the i forget his name um it's when they're having when they're sharing a room together it, Susie and sarah are sharing a room together oh yeah they uh there's a weird guy that comes into the room and hands them their food and you can tell he's a little off too and, oh the servant yeah
1: He just looks creepy. creepy.
0: Yeah. And and that was kind of the beginning of just like, this is a fucking weird, creepy movie. I'm not, I am nervous for this, uh, you know? And so those little things uh, startled me like that. It's also the, the very ending of the film got me. It's completely dark. It's, it just gets more and more terrifying as it builds up the suspense. I, I think characters are just seem so off and un, not unrealistic, but just interesting, you know? Yeah. It, and that's what, and I just, you, you, you get attached and then grabs you in, it fucking kills you, you know? It, yeah. It, it, yeah.
1: Brutally, brutally mm-hmm. kills you in a, a really strange way. And that a lot of the killings in the movie are, um, they're not like lightning bolts or anything like that. They're still regular killings, but all of yeah. them have a weird twist to them that feels very conjured and mm-hmm. magical. I don't know if I want to get into the specific natures of the killings, but there's, it's, it's like a magical realism almost. Mm-hmm. Uh, until the end. And at the end, it gets pretty damn magical. But, mm-hmm. oh, God. Oh, it's so scary so so brutal and one thing that i read up on before going to this podcast and a reason why many of the students are strange because again the acting is not great it gives me matilda vibes and for these kids at the boarding school no like they're they're solidly in their 20s they're solid university student level yeah but the way they act is very childish um even Susie feels very childish like she just like i don't know she just her maturity level just doesn't. I don't know. Yeah, in the beginning, there's uh, a scene in the locker room where the kids are throwing like child insults at them. And that's because actually, in the movie, the characters were meant to be children, which I think makes it a lot worse in your mind as well. Like, oh, imagine if this movie was actually done and it was actual kids, uh. and not twenty somethings like Friday the Thirteenth, horny teenage yeah they don't act like that they they act like children they act like elementary school kids they do yeah um and just to picture that in my mind or suspend my disbelief maybe the next time i watch it and picture that they are you know kids so much worse so terrifying so bloody so uh, the the art to it is just kills me every time if i was and again i didn't watch this at night i watched it this this fucking morning with daylight shining onto the tv Still spooked me. Still scared me. Um, all of the kill scenes are super eerie. Every single one of them. Like, how many can I count? I think one, two, three, four. There's four scenes. All of them brutal. And in between, still stylized. Still creepy feeling that things aren't right and that someone's watching you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God damn. Yeah. It's, so yeah. How would you? compare it to the thing that's I
0: do feel there's there is some comparison between isolation I felt because obviously the a little bit but that it's it's not the main point of the film the main point of the thing is the idea of isolation and there's no way of escaping in this in Suspiria you can kind of compare that where they're at the boarding school and in the the ballet academy academy and it's you feel like you're kind of contained, I think. Um, that's what I felt. Comparing it to Suspiria, again, you don't see it's it's not flat out which is in your face. It's not monsters in your face. It takes a while before you see anything. Um like obviously at the very beginning of the film, it, it's horrifying too, and there and there's scenes of murders, and but I felt that there was also, um, you know, it, it took a while until you finally got to, it, 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 the whole, terrible things kept happening, but it felt, t- felt a while until something just big and explosive happened until the very end, the fi- final, um, maybe like 20 minutes of the film are mm-hmm. just chaotic. <laughs> and, yeah. And, and that's, yeah. And so, but that's what I liked about the movie too, is you just it's so unknown you don't know a Mm -hmm. lot there's no like backstory of just like well apparently 30 years ago uh there was in the they're looking in the newspaper or something like that what they do in other horror movies yeah like like, in
1: it they didn't do the research there was one exposition scene but it wasn't anything too yeah it's just Uh, like right into it it's you discover it yourself and then you yeah it's it's just crazy Something really cool about Speria I liked is that there's this feeling the whole time that the characters are being, are just puppets being pulled with strings. And that really was something weird for me. And yeah. that the movie switches between intense claustrophobia and big expanses. Like there's, there's so many scenes in in the murder scenes, especially that, and just in general, actually, now I think about it, there's a scene where two characters are in a swimming pool talking and one moment it's their conversation, you know, medium shot. And then you go to ultra wide, like from the ceiling, showing them alone in this massive area. One of the kill scenes, the character's running through a corridor or mm-hmm. no, is it trapped in a bathroom? And then the next minute they're in a massive front lobby it switches. And that's something scary as well. Like the switch back and forth from very tight to very open and wide it, it, to the point of, yes. Oh God, they really are all alone. So scary. Yes. A- again, I just can't say, it. And, and the music as well, you touched on it earlier. Oh my God. That was done by a progressive rock band called Goblins. They also yeah. did for Dawn of the Dead uh, yeah. back in the seventies, which is also a really good movie. Um, Ultra, ultra scary score. Ultra scary again. Like if you watch it with subtitles, it says "haunting lullaby." Please, <laughs> it's great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, how would you rate it? Great. Hmm, that's a good question. I would rate it top one to rate as well. Yeah, I
0: would rate it a seven point eight. There, was, uh, there were times where I was a little bit, um, I don't want to say bored, but more, it was just long scenes of discussion with other characters that felt useless at times. Um, certain discussions with, like, uh, sorry, uh, Sarah and um, Susie. Yeah. And, and, like, just that I felt was, because acting isn't the greatest, as you said. So that when they're talking to each other, it's not, interesting at times but other than that any of the horror scenes any any time there's just something happening it's so well done and so beautifully put together and horrifying horrifying that it's just yeah it it makes it that much better so um Mm. but yeah that's that's what I would give what a a seven point uh, I'll get I'll get yeah like 7.5 uh eight that's what I'd give it
1: yeah for me, uh, this again goes into the rating thing. It's a very tough movie to rate. In terms of the, like, the, 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 what could be better issues with the movie, honestly, I'd give it a six out of 10. There's a lot of things that just don't fit in this movie. Uh, again, there's exposition scenes that only work because the rest of the scenes are so what the fuck is happening that the exposition is like, oh, okay, so maybe it's this. Maybe it's not a serial killer. Maybe it's this. Mm. Um, acting, again, I don't like the acting. Um, some really? of the scenes are like, why are you doing this? Because there's, I think maybe the director did certain scenes to throw the viewer off because they don't truly know what's happening. But it, once you know the movie and once you're rewatching it, and it's like, okay, if this is the way it is, why is this happening? hmm So in terms of like the flaws, like six out of 10. Mm -hmm. But the experience of the movie is like 10 out of 10, like 11 out of 10. There is no movie that I've seen yet that can do what this movie does to you. Um, And that is, that is worth it. If this movie was playing in theaters, I would see it. And if it, if it plays when I'm in case if it's playing out of theater, I will go in a heartbeat. Yeah. uh, To watch this movie. Because it is just so well done in the parts that it does right. And a lot of it, it does. There's, there's never a scene in the movie that's really bad. There's always some aspect of every scene that's amazing. Um, experience 11 out of 10. Like, ah, oh, I love this movie. So right. good. That's but sick. I wouldn't show it to anyone. I wouldn't show it to my parents or my... I mean, I want to. But like, unless I wanted to make someone suffer, I wouldn't show them this movie. Because a lot of the time you'd just be like, Jesus Christ. That's sick yeah yeah
0: it is is intense
1: it's it is something so you preferred the thing to suspiria it was your favorite is that what we'll say yeah okay what do do you think because i know yeah you enjoy is what would you say i love both i love both absolutely um i like suspiria more because it's more different the thing you can compare to Alien and say that, like, I like the thing more than Alien. Yeah. Both have cabin fever. Both of them have that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and, and these are also movies. I mean, Evil Dead has cabin fever. Most horror movies have cabin fever. So yeah. Maybe, like, it follows. But Suspiria has so many things that are different. It has a villain that's different. You don't see witches in many movies. I find witches are, like, kids' movie sort of things. Which is yes. our role doll? Th- this movie changed it terribly. Made them probably one of my scariest horror monsters because of how smart and like pulling the strings. Just oh my god, brutal, brutal. Mm-hmm. I, yes. I like Suspiria more than the thing just in how much I appreciate it and how much it's different. But if I'm gonna be like, hmm, I want to watch a horror movie, often I'd say the thing. Yeah. So listener, if you wanna, if you want a horror movie, that's easy. If you want a horror movie that's still scary and really fun to watch? Watch a thing any day. One of the most fun horror movies. You want something that'll fuck you up? You want to watch something to like watch while you're high on psychedelics or weed or something that'll ruin you or ruin you if you're perfectly sober? Watch a Suspiria. Yes. All yeah? right. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's good.
0: Yeah. Um. Top three things. Oh.
1: Yeah. You want to go first? Top three things. Top three horror movies. Horror films, yeah. I'm looking over my shelf right now. I'm just taking a look. just want to soak it all in. <sighs> See, I, I could do a top five, but I can't do like a top three. That's tough. But I know that's cheating. I love horror movies. Horror movies are my favorite genre. Uh, I, I don't like all horror movies. I, I dare say that even like I like less than half horror movies yeah but the horror movies I love I think are just the best movies you can watch because it gives you the strongest experience and if we're going for movies that give you experience make you feel something I'm going to say that my number three is Don't Look Now that's a movie I often recommend to people because it is a slow burn movie where you don't know what's going on it is shot claustrophobically, even though it's set in a city. And it has one of, for, for many movies, especially older movies that have endings that are like, okay, it just ends. Don't Look Now is one of the most brutal, tragic endings. And it is a combination of a horror, a mystery, and a total, total tragedy. And Donald Sutherland's amazing. So that's my number three. Okay. Number two, The Thing. Watch it any day. Watch it in the summer. Watch it in the winter. You're going to have a great time. You can be shocked and you can laugh at it with anyone. It is great. Number one, Suspiria. Uh, easily. Um, different than anything. Sorry, one second. I'm getting it. As you're saying. Yeah, number one, Suspiria. Different than anything. Maybe comparable to Don't Look Now. But Don't Look Now uh, very slow burn and is a little less horror and don't look now I'm kind of there for the ending a lot of the time and and the dialogue but Suspiria through the whole thing ah, amazing yeah
0: right. the honorable
1: mentions to Texas Chainsaw Massacre Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, Nosferatu Nosferatu the Vampire Psycho, Night of the Living Dead Carnival of Souls uh, Blue Velvet in a way Cabinet of Dr. Caligari Evil Dead 2 <laughs> All of them. All of them. Amazing movies. So many good ones out there to watch. Uh, All right. I got, I got, for me, number three is Hereditary.
0: <clears throat> that
1: did you, Have you seen it? I will never watch that movie. You've never uh, seen it? I will never watch that movie. I know it's good. It is something, there are many themes of that movie that are too personal to my family that I will ever watch. All right.
0: Yeah. but it, it is it is a very yeah man it, it's it's crazy
1: mm-hmm.
0: it is crazy it is not yeah phil i don't think yeah mm. it, it's yeah. not uh yeah it's just intense it, it's pretty terrifying um next i would have to say um the thing obviously number two the, the thing was i just love that movie it was it was so good it was it was. A classic it, it, it totally is a classic it's a, it's kurt russell's phenomenal it was a lot of fun but yeah um and then number one i had trouble choosing this one but um I, th- I would have to say uh the texas chainsaw massacre yeah i think that film is great and because of how low budget and how too it feels too real for me you know, it, it feels too real. I don't know why, mm-hmm. and it just. Or actually, I do know why. Because it, it just the characters like seem they they're actors that are like you've never seen before. That the writing feels it all. It's very it's shot. All a lot of it is shot handheld. It's yeah. It's just a terrifying film. Oh. And yeah, I I watched it with a bunch of my friends, and they all we all got yeah we were scared we were in we're so surprised it was crazy Mm
1: -hmm. but yeah that that, that would have been my number four it's oh and people talk about it like it's some splatter movie it's not like it's it's very artsy when you actually watch it everything's (laughs) implied there's moments that if you think about it are almost comedic like it's it's almost a parody but it's so scary yeah it's oh my god oh texas chainsaw i watched that with my brother and he he thought oh this is an amazing movie i'm never watching it again
0: yeah 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 all right all right um i think that ends it for the podcast today zach that was a great discussion about thank you thank you horror films yeah it was a lot of fun um thank you so much all right Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, uh, make sure to check out the accounts. Uh, uh, on, I'm on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, um, Amazon Music, uh, Instagram at There Will Be Movie Reviews. The same with on TikTok and on YouTube at the same name. And you can email me at There Will Be Movie Reviews at gmail.com for any suggestions for podcasts you would like uh, to be done, episodes on films um and just recommendations and uh little uh things you want to be see done on the podcast but yeah thank you guys so much for listening and uh tune in next week for uh the next episode but yeah thank you so much zach this is a pleasure yeah yeah hope to be back soon bye guys